It's time for All Access with your host, Lord Roland Roland Turner and Armando Vasquez. We're going to take you behind the scenes and give you all access to the world of music, sports, and entertainment. This podcast is a free service of Global Entertainment Group and Media. Sharing this podcast is encouraged and appreciated. Be sure to send us your comments and questions. Now, sit back and get ready for All Access. Welcome to another episode of All Access with Roland Roland and Armando Vasquez. And today on this episode, we're going to start out talking about the NFL draft. What's going on with you today, brother? Just loving being here with you, my brother. Fantastic. I'm enjoying you. It's it's great that you're living down here now and uh, we can get a lot accomplished. Yeah, and I'm finally adjusting to the climate here. You know, it's a little bit different than Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, the pace of living is completely different. I had to switch uh, back to second gear, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, it's a little you know. slower here, a little yeah. more laid back. Yeah, and I think uh, fits, it fits my personality a little bit Oh, better. yeah, absolutely it yeah. does. And uh, you don't have the stress look on your face like you've had the last couple of months. I just want to tell you thank you for uh, reminding me last week because, you know, I get... I get uh, you know how I am. I'm a workaholic, and, yeah. and I want things to happen uh, fast oh, I'm the uh, same way. for us. I have, I have a lot of faith I'm in all of this, yeah. and, and sometimes I'm the I'm the one telling you, hey, calm down, it's mm-hmm. going to be okay, and, and yeah. sometimes it's you. And it's, yes, hey, and that's why we complement each other well. Yeah, that. yeah, and it's and it's nice to have a family. It is nearby. It, it is amazing. It's the first time yeah. in a long time. Uh, I've got that sense of family here. I like that. Yeah. All right, let's get straight to the NFL draft. and uh, Which is in a week from now. Yep. In Nashville, Tennessee. Absolutely. For the first time. Nashville. Uh, what day is it on? It's on Thursday night. The first round will be on Thursday night. And then. On the 24th or 25th? The 25th. The 25th. Well, the 23rd, Buck Cherry will be here with us. We will be cooking out, getting ready for their show. That's, uh, you know, less than a week away. And then I would like to go to the NFL draft. Okay, well, uh, we have a very, very busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like for you to, before we get into uh, any details on the NFL draft and uh, and the prospects and the teams and, and the lies and the deceives and everything that goes on behind the NFL draft, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about of the things that we have going on here in the next few months. Well, we've got Buck Cherry, of course, will be here on the 23rd. They're going to be here in town early enough to come by and cook out and, uh, you know, spend some time, some good quality family time. Can't wait to meet them all. Yeah, and then we're going to have a great evening with their concert. Uh, we've got lots of good bands coming through. What the are they area. playing again? They're playing at the Complex in Springfield, Missouri on mm-hmm. the 23rd. And uh, it's going to be amazing. How can you get tickets for that show? Uh, you know what? You can go to thecomplex.com 
and see if they still have tickets available. I am not sure. I think it's all out. I think so, but I'm not sure. You can go ahead and click on there. Or you can call the complex, speak to Chris. He's a GM there. Nice guy. And, uh, you know, see if they've got some tickets available. So, basically, uh, next week is extremely busy for us. Yes, it is. Then, um, obviously, that's going to be a late night. So, uh, the 24th uh, is going to be on Wednesday. And... Then the NFL draft on the 25th on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, you need to call Kenny Sue. And, Kenny uh, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> How do, you need to call Kenny and hook us up. Uh, what do you uh, need a hookup for? We need to hook up for the NFL draft, brother. It's a little too late for that. No. It's a little too no, late for that. No, I think that. you can pull any kind of strings, man. Well, we, we try, but you know, just as I try for the NCAA tournament for the yeah. Final Four, mm -hmm. you know, they're very. Um, uh, they want the best out there. Dude, the NCAA uh, is know. like the Gestapo. Dude. Yeah, it truly is. And the NFL is too. You it know? is. Absolutely. They want big names. Guys, uh, they've been covering the sport for many, many years. However, I am... I have been trying to get in touch with Mr. Gil Brown, the co-founder of the NFL Draft, right. and still... You mean uh, the NFL Network. Uh, uh, and the NFL Draft as well. Really? The, really? Way they know, the way we know it now. Right. Because it didn't used to be that way, you know? No. The NFL Draft didn't used to be on no, TV No, it wasn't a big thing. Ago. No! You know, it, you know, it was always behind the scenes. It wasn't televised. And now it is so strategic. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an event that I have yet to attend in person and I would like that. Now, if we do not go to the draft, then Thursday night you and I will be doing a podcast as we watch it live. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not very far from Nashville though. No, I know I moved so uh, here from Nashville. Yeah. Or six hours. So six what I'm hoping hours. is the uh Mr. Gilbrandt mm -hmm. can join us sometime next week. Yeah, I think uh, that would be great. Yeah, if you can give us at least 10, 20 minutes, that would be fantastic. Yeah, like uh, uh, like our 20 minutes or a real-life 20 minutes? Uh, <laughs> you never know with Mr. Gill. Yeah. You know, I, I became really close with him when I was working uh, for uh, uh, ESPN Radio and WNSP in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, we used to talk to him weekly, and especially during the football season, obviously. Right. And uh, we became really, really close, and I'm hoping that uh, I can get a, a hold of him because it will be nice to share some of his stories and, and, and have a great personality yeah. like Gil in our show. It will mean the world to us. I think that would be great. All right, so let's get jump right into this thing with both feet. Uh, I just want your opinion. I don't want you skating around it. Who do you think will be the overall first-round draft pick? It will be the quarterback for Oklahoma. You think Kyler Murray will be the first pick? Kyler Murray will go to the um, oh. Arizona Cardinals. You think so? Yes. Uh, wow. In my humble opinion, there's going to be a lot of movement that day and the day before. A lot of trades. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals trade Josh. Who was their number one pick last year, and yeah. this has never happened before. No, it's never happened. And they're going to get rid of him, and they're going to... You really think they're going to get rid of him? I'm... 
almost 100% that Kyle is going to the Cardinals. You know, Kyler Murray uh, from the Combine, uh, there's a lot of controversy about this young man. Um, you know, there's been talk of attitude problems. There have been talk of, of intelligence problems, uh, the ability to lead problems. He's also not a huge not a huge guy. What, he's six foot, just barely six foot tall? 5'11", uh, six foot? Hardly. Hardly. 5'9". Yeah. You know, I most. know he came from uh, where Baker Mayfield came from, you uh, know. Yeah. Uh, Baker turned out to be uh, quite a uh, an impressive young man. I like ba- Baker Mayfield. He is a star. He's a great quarterback. He is a great quarterback. And I think he's going to do amazing things uh, with Cleveland. I really do. There's no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I pulled for Cleveland for the first time in my life. I pulled for Cleveland the entire season. And I think maybe it's because I got a little bit addicted uh, to them watching them on hard knocks. You know, I watched uh, the Hard Knocks, NFL Hard Knocks. Yeah, I know. HBO. I'm aware of the show, but I never watched. Uh, oh, I watched it last year, and uh, with uh, with them, it was at Cleveland. Yeah. There was and, a lot of drama going on, right? Uh, you know what? It, it was a certain amount of drama, but it also let you into the personalities of a lot of these uh, kids. Uh-huh. And uh, even uh, Josh Gordon, you know, he was late coming there. You know, he'd been out with, uh, you know, in rehab and everything, and. Uh, and then, you know, the NFL finally let him back in. Uh, Cleveland said, we're taking you back, dude. And he did something and pissed him off, and they got rid of him overnight. Boom, dropped him, and he went to the Patriots. I don't know if you know this, but uh, – and we're going to get back to the draft real sure. uh, here in a minute. Uh, John Darcy, who used to be the general manager for the Kansas City Chiefs, now is the general manager for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Dorsey built this team yes. that we're watching uh, in right Kansas now, City. Right now, in Kansas City. That's his team. Absolutely. The only reason he's not uh, in Kansas City any longer is because he couldn't get along with the coach, Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And you know the powers that may be decided to stay with the Bear. Anyway, yeah. uh, he's building uh, quite a team in Cleveland. Unfortunately, yes. they're in a very, very tough division. You know, oh, very tough division. In a division where you had to play the Steelers twice and the Baltimore Ravens twice and the Cincinnati Bungles twice. <laughs> did right. I just say Bungles? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Anyhow, <coughs> uh, needless to say, yeah, I think uh, Kyler goes number one. I could be wrong because this takes us back to um, some of the first comments we made during the podcast. Everybody's bluffing, man. They are bluffing. Everybody's telling you what you want to hear or yep. not. Yep. You know what they're doing is strategizing it, it, exactly. and trying to make other teams make mistakes, and that's how you do a good draft. Exactly, you make people make mistakes. And, and I tell you that those five teams they get to pick uh, one, two, three, four, five in this NFL draft. Uh-huh. It seems to be the same teams every year. Yeah, right. So what does that tell you? <laughs> A lot of stra- strategies going on. No, it tells you that they are the same bomb it is, it is organizations the same bomb. as I would always. I to skate around know? that. No, but it's the truth. It is. You know, you it know, is the truth. The truth is, uh, it's going to be hard for me to believe that Arizona would take Kyler Murray when they got a, their number one pick last year. Is still their quarterback. And you got to give a young man more than one season, I believe. You know, if you vest that much in him, unless you don't see, unless you don't see a future with this kid, because you know, once they trade him, his career is in severe jeopardy. I love, I love 
that, that you have that take on the NFL. Yeah. You're a little bit more emotional when it comes to that. I've seen the business inside out firsthand, and uh, you cannot touch your heart at no, all. No, you can't. It's not personal. It's, it's a business. It's a business. Okay. It is. But here's what, what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to disagree with you completely. This is not Josh Allen's end of his career. This is yeah. just the beginning. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, there's a strong rumor out there. There are a team from um, Foxborough, Massachusetts. is very interested. Really? In, in this kid, Josh Allen. Well, he's going to have to see if he goes there to, to uh, the Patriots. He's going to have to sit for at least a couple more years because Brady made a statement that he intended, fully intended on playing until he's 45 years old. Okay. And I believe that. And wouldn't it be nice for a kid like that to take off all of that pressure? He already got paid, mm-hmm. and he gets to learn from the best. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I just, it's trying to put myself in the mindset of Arizona. It's kind of like, what are you thinking, man? You, you know, every year you make the same mistakes. Eventually, you've got to stick with somebody. I'm going to tell you, this is, this is a great example. You remember when the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl? Of course I do. Of course, you, of Two, course you do. 2015. Of course. Now, when they won the Super Bowl, during the offseason, when they came back, they cut almost their entire defense. Cut them. Yeah. Got rid of them. What the hell are you thinking when you have a Super Bowl team? How do you break them up just to try to rebuild with some younger guys? I think uh, Benson had been smoking crack to do what he did. he And then look how long it took him to even be a contender again. Not very long. It took over three years. No, it took oh, just a couple of uh, years. It took three years. And then well, you, it, you, you, look, you look. From look, my look. point of view, they never stopped being a contender. Well, I don't know. Their defense, you know why? Because their offense was so great. Well, that's, But their defense and that was my next sucked. point. When you have Drew Brees as a quarterback, yeah. Absolutely. You're going to win a lot of games. You are. And they, you know what? And That's a fact. But maybe you, you remember you, you this. You know what? You put so much pressure on your offense because whoever you're playing, whether it's the worst team in the league, they're scoring on you because you got a crappy defense. And I think that was my opinion. It was a huge mistake what they did. Now. I think that you're overlooking a huge thing. The changing of the rules. All the rules now favor the offense. Yeah, of course. You cannot touch the quarterback. I mean, yeah, that was a little at the beginning of the season. Even if you just uh, blow on him some air, they're going to throw a flag. Yeah, it got better, though. It got better in the beginning of the season. Trying, but it was horrible. The NFL has restructured everything for a more offensive game. And they do that for excitement. And they do that because it's a business. It is. Because people want to see... They want to see touchdowns. Touchdowns! Absolutely. They want to see scores. Okay? So so as long as you have Drew Brees in place, Mm -hmm. you're going to be a contender. As long as you have Tom Brady, you're going to be a contender. You know, unfortunately, Josh Allen didn't do it. Well, we're going to see. And you know what NFL stands for? (laughs) What's it stand for? Not for long. Yeah, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, one of the changes that they've made during the offseason with the officiating is now you can uh, challenge the pass interference rule. I think that 
whoever, well, you saw the, the two officials that missed that horrible call in the uh, playoff game that cost New Orleans uh, an opportunity to be in a Super Bowl again. I think with the new rule in place, that should uh, really help to keep the game honest. I'm a little confused about that rule because, see, that is a judgment call on the field. It is a judgment call. However, the way they've worded it is you can challenge. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with challenge because you only get you only get a couple of challenges. And so, hey, brother, if you, if it's one of those game-changing things, then you, you, you save your challenges for something like that. You don't challenge them on a first down in the first quarter. You challenge stuff that could really determine the outcome of the game. See, I think that the NFL has got it all wrong when it comes to that rule. Okay, so do you think that, that uh, New Orleans got robbed? Oh, of, of course they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. Had that did. rule been in place, the Super Bowl would have been a different Super Bowl. Okay, but why don't we prepare our referees a little bit better? Why don't we get rid of, Whenever of you all ask, those 85-year-old guys <laughs> running around there? They, they can't even walk, much less see. Whenever you put the human element Whenever you add the human element, there's always room for problems, for for mistakes. And you know what? That's okay. However, when you put in contingency a way to be able to challenge those mistakes, then I think it helps purify the game. That's just my opinion, my take on it. Now, we're going to go back to Kyler Murray uh, a minute. So you think Why Kyler, are you so infatuated with this kid? Well, you know, I am, well, like you, I am a avid sports enthusiast. I eat, sleep, and drink sports. Baseball, football, basketball, racing, the whole deal. And there's something about this kid that's just not right. I can't put my finger on it, but believe what I'm telling you, there's something about this kid that's just not right. Let me just refresh your memory. Yeah. A year ago, Mm -hmm. just a year ago, Mm -hmm. people were saying the same thing about the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. About Baker? The same things. Oh, he he's a rebel. He has no respect. He ha- he grabbed his crutch against Texas. You know, he was being chased down by the police on the video. He's just a piece <laughs> of crap. He doesn't respect <coughs> authority. He's not going to be any good. He doesn't have big enough uh, hands. He's only six foot tall. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which brings us back to the same. Kyler Murray, at the end of the day, he can play on Sundays. Well, it's a different ball game playing in college ball than it is playing in the pros. Like I said, they were saying the same thing about... It's a different game. And you know it. We both have seen many players that were outstanding in college that just couldn't cut the mustard. Okay. When it comes to NFL. I can name a few. Some of them were friends of ours. All right. You know, Jamarcus Russell. I love Jamarcus. Okay, well, Jamarcus was 6'7 and and 320 pounds. But you know what? Before he was 6'7 and 320 pounds, I've known Jamarcus for years. Hung out with him many, many times. He could get on his knees and throw the ball 80 yards. No, no doubt. He was a fabulous quarterback. But But, a big arm doesn't matter anymore. But when you're a young man and 10 people in your family die in one year, that will affect you. And it affected Jamarcus. There's a 
very, very good documentary on ESPN. Uh, one of the 3030s about Jamarcus that, that that tells the story about the family and yeah. everything that I, I mean it affected him. That I and you know what? The, the thing about there is the, no know, doubt that it affected him. The thing about the NFL that is so cold-hearted is once they turn their back on you, it's it's uh, it, it's it's over. And they don't they don't they're not a forgiving company. They're not a forgiving organization. Uh, Jamarcus, in my opinion, Jamarcus should have got. Uh, another chance. Let me tell you something. Okay. If I'm on a roll, you listen and then you can. But if you can play, they will forgive you, okay? Jamarcus couldn't play anymore in the NFL. Okay. You know what? Jamarcus had gained some weight. Yeah. Okay. He did. And, and he, he. And he got into some extracurricular activities. He did. But that was all a direct result of losing 10 family sure. members. But he couldn't play in the I, NFL. I, I listen, but you know what? He took a couple of years off. He hired one of the best quarterback trainers in the world. It didn't work. Let me, let, but nobody would give him a shot. They wouldn't even give him a workout. Okay. Now you take somebody like, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there or not, but uh, I will. Johnny Manziel. Okay. Johnny did a great job in college, but Johnny was so full of Johnny, so full of himself uh-huh. that he just, uh, he just couldn't get his life together. And that ruined his career. And, you know, he bounced around. He went to, I watched the first game he played in the Canadian Football League where he threw four interceptions. You know, it was just, it was a train wreck. I don't think he'll ever get a chance again. No. I don't. Johnny's out of I the think NFL he's done forever. forever. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what I think was a tra- uh, the biggest tragedy, in my opinion, uh, for a player. And that was Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow has been a winner everywhere he's played his entire life against tremendous odds. And when he was at Denver, uh, John Elway, is, who is someone I'm not real fond of at all, never have been, uh, you know, they, they uh, took a, a kid who had to step in under adverse conditions and he played his heart out and they just threw him to the wolves, okay? And I thought that was a tragedy. And what I believe should have happened, and I believe if it would have happened, he'd still be in the NFL right now. His hometown in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, at that particular time when Tim Tebow was had left Denver, Jacksonville was the last place team, or right there about it. Their owner uh, had took a section of seats out of their stadium and put a swimming pool in to draw people. Come on, Jacksonville is a dumpster fire. Yeah, it is. But listen to me. He couldn't sell tickets. Had he brought home the golden boy, the hometown boy, Tim Tebow, and gave him a job there, uh-huh. it would be a different outcome today. Do you think so? I believe so. Tim Tebow's a winner wherever he's at. Okay. Whether he's playing baseball, whether he's out in the community helping people out, or whether he's on a football field, he's a winner, and he deserved a chance. And uh, they threw him to the wolves. And, you know, when they sent him up to Foxborough, I knew that it was all a scam. Uh, you know, I knew once he got up to Foxborough, I knew he'd never make the team. Belichick wasn't going to allow it. And, uh, you know. See, I disagree. I think Belichick was honestly giving him Belichick a chance. Belichick doesn't like anybody that gets the spotlight more than him or Brady. And um, 
And so Tim Tebow has a spotlight everywhere he goes, and Belichick wasn't having it. That was a long time ago, baby. Yeah, well, he wasn't having it. So okay, well, let me just refresh your memory, mm-hmm. and I, and let me do so by asking you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Denver Broncos would have won two Super Bowls with Tim Tebow? Mm, no, that's not what I said. No, do you think that they would have? They hadn't won a Super Bowl since he was there. Yes, they won two with Peyton Manning after Tim Tebow was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's Peyton Manning, bro. Oh, okay, well. It's Peyton Manning. I, hey, but you say Tim Tebow is the next coming of Jesus. So, so, so what are you <laughs> saying? That's not what I said. Yes, you did. No, I said, uh, here's what I said. I ask you. And I believe it. Do you think that they would have won two Super Bowls? I don't Bowls? know. I mean, it's hard to predict No, that. you don't know. But they would not. You knew no. They here's, would never I have be- won a Super Bowl I with believe, Tim Tebow. I believe if he- Tim Tebow is Uncle Rico. I- he can throw the ball. <laughs> I believe if Tim Tebow would have went to Jacksonville, the Jaguars would have been absolutely amazing. I believe if Tim Tebow would have uh, converted himself into a tight end or a fullback, he will still be playing in the league. Well, I don't know. You know, he wants to be a, a quarterback, and you know what? Well, he, he, you know, he's playing baseball now. Yeah, I know. I know. And he can even make the major leagues. Yeah, he's in AAA. He'll make it. He'll make it to the show. He'll make it this year to the show. He doesn't need to make it anywhere. No. It, he's already an Financially, he doesn't need yeah, to. He's fine. However, he will make it to the show this year. He will make it to the club, big club. And then what? Well, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I believe he's a star in everything he does. And, uh, you know. A it, shining star? My point, I think here's my point. I'm disagreeing you, completely you, with you, you. You take players that have a good heart and that work their butt off. And you throw them to the wolves, and then you take players that continually are doping, continually are troublemakers, continually are beating the piss out of their spouses. So now you're saying that the league is hypocritical. Oh, absolutely it is. Well, of course it is. It is. You know, and that's your buddy, Roger. <laughs> Roger Goodall. But, uh, uh, why not Roger Badall? He's a lawyer. Yeah, and i tell you what. What, you know, what else did you expect? I've got some friends that are lawyers. I think are amazing people. Oh, yeah, they're Roger amazing Goodall, when you need him. Roger Goodall. They, <laughs> do you know how much the NFL pays him a year? I know. They just raised 10 more million, so yeah. it's $50 million a year. Yeah, I, I mean, that's absurd amount of money. And he's such an arrogant prick, and that just makes it worse. Maybe he's not. He is not what? He's not an arrogant... He's uh, not an arrogant person. SOB, no. Okay, how is he going to handle this? So I want your take. How do you think he's going to handle this situation with Robert Kraft? What do you mean? Where Robert Kraft got arrested. What situation? Okay. Uh, If you're not going to acknowledge it, we can't discuss it. I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't either, but how do you think Roger Goodall? Because he can't stand Robert Kraft. How do you know that? Because it's it's, it's proven fact. It's it's uh, history. They've got a, a long history of hating each other. Okay. Since Roger Goodell took over the NFL after Paul Tagliabue retired, yeah. the Patriots have won seven Super Bowls. Yeah. What are you talking about? It didn't have Well, that's Robert Goodall. Trust me, he did everything he could. I mean, you know what he, you saw what he did uh, about the deflate gate thing. Come on, man. That's such bull crap. Okay? You know, the, it's crap. Okay? Now you've got players that are beating the piss out of their families and DUIs and drugs and substance abuse and boy, they'll be out and miss a game and they're right back in. But you take players that are wholesome and great for the game. And look what they do. Then you take people like 
Colin Kaepernick, who doesn't have enough respect for our country and our men and women in the service, mm-hmm. who takes a knee during He's our out of the league, by the way. Oh, he is, but he's working his, weaseling his way no, right no, back he's in. he's never going to come back. Well, if he does come back in... No, he won't. ...then I will do a national protest. Again. Well, you know why he won't? Uh-uh. Because, because he cannot play on Sundays, buddy. No, he can't. If he could... He would be playing, yeah. and the same goes for Team Tebow. Yeah, you know why? You know why he he? They're just not good enough. No, he's not good enough. Neither is Team he, Tebow. He had a Cinderella year. Tebow. He had a Cinderella year, <laughs> and then when people realized, because the team was so great that he was playing with, and then the next year to they lost that it. Super Bowl against the Ravens, yes. by the way. And then all of a sudden, he he knew that his days were numbered. So the way to draw attention was do something so controversial. He's not that smart. Somebody guided him in that direction. Nah. Because he grew his hair. He grew an afro the size of Montana. And then, you know, tried to look like one of the 70s Lakers players. Not that there's anything wrong with No, no. But that's what he tried to do. He tried to, to live off real struggles that people had in the 70s. And he tried to put all that on him. So now it's poor me. I'm being blackballed from the league. And now Nike and everybody else is forking money over to him. I think he's clown shoes. That's what I think. I think that the difference between Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick is only one thing. The color of their skin. Do you? Absolutely. Both of them are a bunch of clowns. You think Tebow, you think that his religious thing is all a, a, a fake? I'm, why would you talk about religion? I'm not talking about well, religion. Well, I thought because Kaepernick was taking a knee. Okay. And when Tim Tebow took a knee, he took it in, in prayer. Okay. So I thought you were comparing those. I'm, no, I'm comparing their athletic abilities. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know I don't talk religion. I don't talk politics. Okay. I don't talk uh, okay. prostitutes. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't talk to three Ps. Yeah, I got you. I don't discuss that with anybody. And by the way, by the way, I want you to tell me about this uh, Notre Dame uh, burning down when we come back after the break, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here with more Notre talk about Dame. the NFL. What's going to happen to And a few surprises. So we'll be back right here on All Access. We're rolling, rolling. And Armando Vasquez. I remember one instance that I said to Brian, I don't want to die. I don't want this to be it. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. And I, there's, there's so much that I want to do, there's so much I want to accomplish. And he was very strong and just said, you're not going to. If she had a difficult thing during treatment, it was the fact that she couldn't skate. Being diagnosed with a lymphoma and going through the chemo could have knocked anybody down. But it didn't knock her down research that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society funded for Rituxan, which was one of the drugs that I took, helped make the survival rate what it is today. It will end. You know, there will be a cure, a definitive cure. Finding the good in, in whatever life throws at you, I think, is, is the way we should approach each day. Here at All Access, there are many great charitable causes that we like to contribute to. This particular one today is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And for more information, go to their website at lls.org. That's lls.org. Stick around for more All Access.
Uh, welcome back to Rolling Road. Armando Vasquez, and now we have Brian Osarge with us. How hey, man, doing I'm doing you? great. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. Uh, Lee was telling us a little bit about, uh, I think, your show. What What's it called? The one that you I have a podcast. Now? I call it The Cheapest Meal because I theme everything about my website uh, around basically around food because I wanted to tie it into I'm, I'm a southern based NFL draft guy so I wanted it to kind of be southern hence deep fried draft and so I tied everything around food so hence we got the cheapest meal podcast that's fantastic and, and uh, what's your website because we want all our listeners to be able to uh, become fans deep fried draft well. com. I mean it's it's uh, I've been I've been doing this as a We'll call it a glorified hobby for the past six and a half years now, or seven years actually. Started in 2012, so uh, it's basically what I do in my in my free time. Some people fish, some people hunt. I watch draft or do draft all the time. That that's fantastic. Well, this particular episode, our show is all access, and we're entertainment and you know music, entertainment, touring, and uh, and sports. And so we have a lot of big stars on our show, uh, uh, rock bands and country bands and so forth. And then this whole episode has been uh, about the NFL draft upcoming. And we have had one heck of a show tonight. Uh, Isaac, or his, his name is Isaac. Uh, that's what I call him. His real name is Armando Vasquez. And we've been arguing over the draft all night. And I want to talk to you a minute, Brian. What do you think about Kyler Murray? think that he's going to go I do believe he's going to be the number one pick in the draft now the question is should he be no not to Arizona anyway I don't believe so but I do believe that that is where it's going to be uh, eight days from now okay yeah I was thinking and you know I also agree that I don't think he should be number one and Isaac and I were talking if Arizona doesn't pick him up he's going to fall all the way down to 13 I think to my see I, I don't think he's going to fall that far i believe if as he starts to slide a little bit i think you're going to see the giants maybe at six uh maybe a team that, that pulls the trigger i could even see the Bengals at 11 being a team that likes him and also i don't count out the raiders here at, at four as a team that that would pull the trigger on kyler murray but uh, i think it's all moot anyway i believe that the, the deal is done under the table he's going to be the number one pick yeah, that's what Isaac says, and and you know uh, he's going to he's going to uh, join in here. He's listening, standing right here, listening here in the studio, and uh, he's grinning from ear to ear uh, because he and I have been in a heated debate over this. Uh, you know, I I am a diehard Alabama Roll Tide <laughs> fan, and I just believe that this kid is overrated. I believe he's got some attitude issues, and I believe that that's coming out uh, behind the scenes. And uh, I think that Arizona, with their quarterback, who was their first-round pick last year, I think it's going to be difficult for them to pull the gun on this. Or at least, at least that's just my thoughts. Isaac, what do you think? Well, first of all, Brian, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, it's such a short notice. You come highly recommended by Mr. Lee Cervanian of WNSP. Um, he was kind enough to uh, give me your contact information, and and when we hear about something about deep fried food <laughs> and uh, football and all of that, 
uh, well, we couldn't help ourselves because uh, <laughs> we are, after all, Southern men. Living, up our alley. Yeah, uh, living here in the Midwest. So we thought that it would be a great idea for you to join us. Brian, thank you so much. Hey, man. Uh, give us the name of your podcast, the name of your website again, so people can uh, uh, get in touch with uh, you. My website is deepfrieddraft.com. You can follow me on Twitter at deep at deep fried draft. And uh, to find my podcast directly, you can go to blog talk radio slash deep fried draft. Well, yeah, Brian, we'll be having a heated discussion. You know, I finally made uh, Roland come to his senses uh, <laughs> about about this kid, Tyler. But uh, you were down there during the senior ball, and I'm sure that you got to hear a lot of people talking about the kid. Uh, what were the rumors? What, what was uh, uh, all the managers and uh, uh, coaches and scouts saying about the kid? Well, during senior ball week, I mean, and, and it's crazy to think this was only three months ago, at the Senior Bowl, there wasn't anybody there that had really even scouted him because they thought he was playing baseball. And at that point, it was just a, a foregone conclusion. He had signed as soon as the season was over with. That's where he was going to go. And then you started picking after the Senior Bowl is when it started. the rumors started picking up steam. Well, maybe there's more to this. And then now he's gone from not, not playing football at all to being the number one pick in the draft. It's an amazing story. I mean, there is no doubt that he's got all the skills and athletic ability. But uh, from what I'm hearing, the guy's got quite a personality that has turned a lot of teams off. Wouldn't you say that's the case? I, you hear that, and I've heard more about maybe not necessarily his personality, but I've heard a lot of teams being off-put by his, his father, who seems to be the LeVar Ball uh, type of father here. So that's more of what I've heard more than per his attitude per se. But then again, like I said, I'm not dialed into every team and what they what goes on behind closed doors. Of course, right. And that's a, and you know that's something that really didn't cross my mind because I always thought that the kid was going to choose the NFL over Major League Baseball. So I really thought that there, were, there would be a lot of rumblings around uh, Mobile when the NFL was in town for the Senior Bowl. Uh, but let's continue talking about the draft. We already know that the kid can play. He can do anything he wants. Uh, I just, uh, I really believe that he will go number one and that Josh Allen will end up somewhere else. I've, I've heard that the Patriots could be an option. What have you heard? For Josh Allen? Oh, yes. they're good. it's going to cost, uh, they're going to have to move up a long way in the draft if they're going to get Josh Allen. Because, I mean, I believe Josh Allen's going to be a top five pick uh, come next week and I, I, my latest mock draft I have him going to the Jets at three so if New England wants to get Josh Allen there it's going to cost a pretty penny and that that just doesn't seem to be the New England way so do you think the uh, Cardinals are done with their current quarterback with Josh Rosen I mean if you draft in Kyler Murray number one yes I mean you you sent that message to me for them to draft Kyle Murray number one they've, they've basically already put the feelers out around the league maybe back channeling from the combine on about this trying to see what the value is and what they can get back for Josh Rosen there's no way they're going to get back the value that they gave up last year when they traded their first round pick a third round pick to move up five spots to draft Rosen they're not going to get anywhere close to that value back So basically what I'm hearing is they're trying to get trying to get a first round pick, but right now it's looking more like they're going to get a, probably a second round pick 
and maybe a third or fourth round pick in next year's draft. And that's probably the value they're going to get back for Josh Rosen. Yeah, well, where do you think Rosen's going to land? Do you think he's going to want to stay there or he's going to want to want to bail? The the main the main teams you hear rumored for Rosen services are Washington is the is the team that would uh would be in line for him. You know, Alex Smith, if he ever plays again after that gruesome injury he had last year. Uh, right now they say they uh, signed Case Keenum and they've also got Colt McCoy, but them guys ain't yet. So. <laughs> You know, if they trade for Josh Rosen, you know, that would make a whole lot of sense. And they they would have their quarterback there. Um, San Diego, sorry, excuse me, Los, the Los Angeles Chargers um, are another team that makes a heck of a lot of sense for me because they've got to have that transition plan in place here pretty soon for Phillip Rivers, right, uh, to replace Phillip Rivers. Right now, they don't have that in place. So you uh, that would make a whole lot of sense to me. And New England is another team that, while their name's not bandied about that much in the rumors, are another team I could see as a, as a potential landing spot for Josh Rosen. And that's what my thoughts are. I think that, that he's going to try to – or they're going to try to land him in New England. Because uh, Brady uh, Brady's going to play a couple more years. I believe everything the old man says. I believe that if he's capable, if, he, if his skill level stays worth that, He's going to play to he's 45. That's his plan. That's his intention. But whoever is behind him will get to play behind one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and they'll get to learn it in a way that they never imagined, and it would be a great spot for Josh to land. That's my opinion. I, I agree with that, and uh, that's why I think the Chargers would also be a good landing spot because you could sit behind Phillip Rivers for a year or two, but, you know, you're, Brady is Brady. He's the best. You know, and uh, the the thing, the, the best thing about any team that acquires him is one, it looks like you're not going to have to give up a first round pick to get him. And two, the Cardinals have already paid the biggest portion of his contract. They've paid out the signing bonus. So now all you all you're all all you are is on the hook for three years and two and a half to three million a year until you have to pick up a fifth year option. So it's a it's a value deal for the team that makes the pick or makes the uh, trade. Yeah, whoever gets him is going to get one hell of a deal because uh, the kid is a great ball player, and I just would hate to be sitting in his shoes now. Uh, here he is. Uh, he was Arizona's first pick last year, and now he's sitting here uh, after the year they had. He really needed some time to develop the league, and now they're going to pick, uh, you know, the Heisman Trophy, the number one pick, and they're going to get him. And so it kind of. It kind of dampens his spirit just a little bit, I believe. But the three of us know that this is not an exact science. And <laughs> everything that is being said and brought out there, it, 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 it's not real. It, 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 it's just a bunch of lies, you know? Don't you agree with us, Brian? I mean, oh. don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I com- I completely agree. This time, this time next week, the Cardinals are picking Nick Boza, and all this conversation that I've had for the last week on different radio shows and podcasts about well, where's Josh Rosen going to be traded to, it's it's gone because he's he's the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely, I, I love this game. I absolutely love. I, it. I know we all do, and we love fried food too. So thank you, Brian, so much. Another thing, and, and that's what made us to believe that uh, uh, Kyler can start dropping. He could be sitting in the green room for uh, a couple of hours, in my opinion, if that's the case. Like I said earlier, I just I can't see him if he's not the number one pick. I still think he's got a chance to be the first. He should still be probably the first quarterback pick. 
I think Dwayne Haskins is a – I have Dwayne Haskins rated higher than Kyler Murray, but I could see it, – it's very close. So I can see Murray, like I said, he's, I don't think he's going to drop out of the top ten if he uh, if he's not the number one pick. You use the comparison to LaVar uh, Ball and his kid with the LA Lakers and what a mess that turned out to be. Uh, who would want all of that in their organization? You have to have an organization in place that can handle it. And if you think of a team like the Raiders and – you already got a, a, a freak show there already with John Gruden as the head coach. Yeah. Uh, you just hired a guy from NFL Network to be your GM, and I love Mike Mayock, so I'm not. this is not a knock on him. I think he's going to do a great job. But you've hired a TV analyst as a GM. You've got a TV analyst as a head coach. Those are two guys in place I think can handle the shenanigans that could go on, and then you're going to Vegas anyway. So. Right. So I mean, you you need to sell those you need to sell those skyboxes in the new Vegas Stadium, right? So if Kyler Murray's on the board at four, let's get excited and get get him there. It really, it really, you really believe that he can be better than Mr. Carr, their quarterback right now? If you look at Derek Carr, I mean, he started to come on late last, but after his injury, when he was having an MVP level season, he he just kind of struggled to get back. He seems like he's on the way back, but do you think he's Derek Carr is the guy that can carry you to a – is he dynamic enough to carry you to a Super Bowl? I don't know that Kyler Murray is either, but that's a decision that teams will have – that the Raiders would have to weigh if Kyler Murray's on the clock. Is Derek Carr dynamic enough to get us to where we need to be? You know, I kind of feel like the Raiders almost gave up. You know, when you let Khalil Mack go and, uh, and, and you have the controversies they had going – you know, they've had a lot of momentum in the last couple of years, and it looks like all the wind came out of their cell this year. So they've got to do something. They've got so much invested in them with the move that they're going to be making. Um, and I can I can tell you now, uh, this team has to get it together because, man, they look like an absolute train wreck right now. Well, I mean, they've acquired Antonio Brown. Which had a they've... good racing before their gumbo. <laughs> right. Right, and they also signed Tyrell Williams, a receiver from the Chargers. So they they put some pieces in place. Like I said, is Derek Carr their guy? We'll find out here. In a in you know just because there's even if it's not Kyler Murray, I could see them maybe with one of their back end second round picks. Maybe if Dwayne Haskins falls, or maybe if they like Drew Locke. You know, maybe that's something that they do. Uh, they're going to come away with a quarterback at some point in the draft. It just depends. You'll know how they feel about Derek Carr with how high they draft a quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you, of course. And we agree uh, on the fact that after his injury, he's never been the same. Uh, let's go down south uh, where you are, and let's see what the rumbles are in uh, New Orleans. Uh, what are the Saints well, thinking, and who do you think is going to go – as their number one pick. And what are their biggest needs, uh, Brian? Well, it's going to be a quiet night that first night for the Saints because they don't have a pick. They traded it last year when they moved up uh, to acquire Marcus Davenport in the first round. So their pick at pick 30 now belongs to Green Bay. So we won't hear the Saints come on the clock until pick 62 on uh, in the second round. I'm and sorry. that's their only – that's – only pick on day two then they don't pick again until the fifth round so the saints are that they've got one chance to improve their team through the draft uh this week immediately that 
And so they need to really hit that 60th pick. I understand completely. I completely disregard the fact that uh, they lost their number one pick last year. But as long as you got Drew Brees behind uh, the helmet, you know they're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, Drew Brees and the offense looked really good. This year the defense kind of found their, came into their own. And I think if they can maintain uh, throughout this offseason, uh, now they're just now starting to get to voluntary practice. I think if they can maintain what they had at the end of last season, the Saints will be in contention again this year. As we all know, they got robbed last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Saints are still in win-now mode. That's why they they use draft picks like, you know, pawns. On there. They just move around to get whatever they think can be an immediate impact to help their team. And when you're, like I said, you've got Drew Brees, who's age 40, you know, you've only got maybe a year, maybe two left with him. So you've got to try to win now. And, and like I said, they've got one chance to get an impact player. I think at pick 60, I'd look for the Saints to maybe get a, a, a fast wide receiver type of a, in the Ted Ginn mold or maybe another uh, a field stretching tight end like they used to have uh, with Jimmy Graham. That's two guys that I could see the Saints, uh, two positions I could see the Saints going after there in the second round. We're talking to Brian from Deep Fried. Yeah, Deep Fried Draft and Brian Bosart. Brian, we really appreciate you being on the show with us tonight. And uh, anytime in the future, uh, you have our number. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have you uh, guest spot anytime you'd like. We will make sure that we uh, uh, push your show and uh, and your website as well. Uh, I think you had something you want to add? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to uh, stay uh, in this house since we're deep frying food right now. Uh, let's talk about some of the plays from Alabama and uh, the uh, Auburn University. They are throwing more interest in the NFL draft, if you don't mind, Brian. Yeah, we'll start with Alabama, and it's uh, pretty simple. I mean, about maybe when the around Senior Bowl time, I thought they had a chance to maybe have five, maybe even six first-round picks. As the testing and combine stuff has kind of whittled that down, now I feel like they've got maybe two guys who are locks for the first round. Quentin Williams, who could go as high as one uh, if uh, Arizona doesn't draft Murray. And uh, Jonah Williams, their offensive tackle slash guard, depending on what team drafts him. I think those are your only two locks for the first round. You could see uh, maybe Irv Smith, the tight end, and uh, Mac Wilson, the linebacker, could sneak into that bottom portion of uh, – of round one, but most likely they're going to be early uh, second round picks. And what about uh, from the Auburn Tigers? Anybody they could go in the first round? No, there there will be no Auburn players drafted in the Why first not? round this year. Why not because Auburn sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it's it's not a slight on Auburn per se because most of their uh, talent was underclassmen, and they had a couple of guys that probably could have been in contention uh, for first-round picks, like Derek Brown, their defensive lineman, and uh, Nick Coe, their edge rusher, guys that could have contended for first-round picks, opted to stay in school. So they're going to be, you know, first-round contenders uh, in the 2020 draft. As far as 2019 goes, I think they're two high – their players with the chances to be drafted the highest will be their corner, Jamel Dean, who ran uh, sub 4-4 at the combine and uh, Jared Stidham, the quarterback, probably looking at late third, uh, early fourth round for Stidham, depending on uh, you know what team needs a serviceable backup. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, Brian, it has been fantastic having you on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Anything we can ever do for you, you 
feel free to call us at any time. Brian, thank you so much. Hey, and we'll be in touch. Hopefully we can do this again. You've been incredible. Uh, you've been very entertaining, informative as well. And um, I'm sure you're a pretty good cook. So once we get down there, uh, we expect a big deep fried uh, something, <laughs> catfish, you name it. Hey, anytime, guys. And anytime you guys uh, need me to have my contact info, feel, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. All right, fans, you're listening to All Access, and we've got Brian Bosarge from Deep Fried Draft right here with us tonight on All Access. All right, welcome back to All Access with Rolling Rolling and Armando Vasquez, and uh, we've been talking about the NFL draft and Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick and just Roger Goodall and everything that has to do with the NFL this year. And uh, now... Uh, Is that how you guys say it? Roger Goodell? Yeah, Goodell, Goodall, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And then uh, we need to recap this thing about Kyler Murray. Yeah. Okay, you make a prediction about Kyler Murray and I'll make one. Oh. You were talking about the uh, bad publicity that he's getting because of his interviews and uh, and the way he's handling uh, the media and such. Um, I believe that's just screaming me wrong. You know what I mean? There's you believe it's pe- what? Just people blowing smoke up in the air. Just uh, a bunch of lies about the kid. The kid can can play. He's ready to play on Sundays. He's an exciting player. You saw him. Uh, what he I saw him, but you saw the people that were. Uh, uh, and listen, man, this is what I love about this show is is we keep it real, okay? Uh, and I'm telling you now, the people that were in the running for the Heisman Trophy along with him, you think about the Alabama players that were in there, that in my opinion are so far above Kyler Murray, so far above Kyler Murray. Yeah, but he's a quarterback. Yeah, well, you know what? And a good quarterback in the NFL is um, equal to Super Bowls, man. Yeah, well, I don't think he will. I've been proven wrong a couple of times, and I think uh, if he goes to Arizona, it'll be the worst mistake they ever make. Okay, and if he doesn't, then he will drop, and he will drop a lot. Oh, if he doesn't go first. Because if you look at the number two pick, uh, who the uh, San Francisco 49ers have, they already got their quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, they do. Okay, and then if you go to the Jets, uh, (laughs) they drafted Baker Mayfield last year from USC. So they got their quarterback. That's the number. uh, Who? uh, I'm sorry. uh, You were definitely uh, confused on that. Yes, uh, (laughs) Baker Mayfield uh, was the number overall pick. And he went last to Cleveland. year. He went to Cleveland. I'm talking about the kid from USC. Um, can recall his name right now. Yeah, Forgive he's, me. He's with the Jets. And he's with the Jets. So they got their quarterback. Absolutely, it's solid, they do. you know. And then the number one pick is uh, owned by the Raiders, you know. And according to you, Derek Carr is their man. Yeah, he is their man. And, I believe. And, that. and I would agree with you. So they so, they don't have a need for that kid. So now Kyler Murray. So all of a sudden, yes. All of a sudden, we're thinking, you know, uh, number five to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think so. You know, no, they, they got, got their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who who I think 
can be I a too. serviceable yeah, quarterback. I, and in listen, he's another young man that look. He's made mistakes, but, but he's, he's growing very, up. You can he's tell. He's very impressive. You can tell that okay. he's maturing a little yes. bit. You know, yeah. he went back to his hometown in Bessemer, Alabama. And he takes care of just about that whole town. Correct. Okay. He's a, is, good, he's a good kid. This is a good kid. He's a good kid. And you know what? But, you know what? Oh, I was so impressed with Fitzpatrick. But they did sign uh, Ryan know? Fitzpatrick. So there's going to be a Dude. quarterback competition Ooh, there. It but is. But I think the reason they, they brought uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, right? is to give him some kind of uh, incentive, some uh, to motivate him. Yeah, and you know where se. Fitzpatrick played college ball, right? Yeah, he played uh, on Ivy League He was school. at Harvard. Yeah, he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. Yeah, he's been I around mean, the league for like 10, yeah. 12 years. Yes, you know, he's bounced around, but you know what? And he's the smartest quarterback he in the, the league. He's the smartest quarterback in the league, Because right? he went to Harvard. Absolutely. Okay, All so, right, so, where so going then we're going there? down, and All then right. you go to the New York Giants, and you know they're committed to Eli Gee, Manning. Uh, however, I did see something in the news today where, uh-huh. where Eli's starting to realize, you know, he's maybe got a season or two left. Okay. And it's about time. So if, if it makes it that far down, I think the Giants will grab him just to have him one year on the sideline with Eli Manning, and then Eli calls it a day. But let's say he don't. Well, all I can tell you is that the, the New York Giants will take a quarterback. Yes. But I'm not sure if it's going to be Kyler. Well, let's just say Kyler's still in it. Okay. When it gets there, you don't think the Giants will take him? Nope. I think they will take another quarterback, but not him. All right. That's... Right. So now, now we're going to uh, pick number seven, who belongs to... Your beloved Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hey, Jacksonville played ball this year. Okay. They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Didn't they get rid of Bortles, though? You know, no. I think he's still there. He's still there. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if they'll take him or not. So let's say Jacksonville don't take him. Who's next? Okay. Well, then we go to the uh, one of your favorite teams too. <laughs> Detroit Music City Lions. Uh, they're not going to get rid of him. They got Maddie up there. Yeah, so, so you know, he's, he's, not, not, going he's there. not going there. So then you go to Buffalo. Okay? I don't even know who's quarterback. Buffalo, Buffalo just drafted the kid from Wyoming last year yep, as a number did. one pick. So, you know, he's a beast. Yep, he so just we, got we hurt. passed Buffalo up. Uh, so we're going to the Denver Broncos, who they just signed... Um, Refresh my memory here. Oh, uh, they got dude. I can't think of his name. The guy from the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, we sound like a bunch of gurus, but people know. Yeah. And then um, the point is, he's not going there either. Then the Bengals. Yeah. And they have uh, the Wendy's girl as their quarterback. You know? <laughs> right. So they're yeah. not. Uh, they're not going to pick. So here's the whole thing. Yeah. This kid, Kyler Murray's. NFL bonuses and money all depends on if Arizona Cardinals take him first because if they don't take him first and you know as well as I do if you go first overall your paycheck is a big chunk of change I mean you're going to get 15 million dollar signing bonus you're going to make money okay but every time he drops down a level he's losing millions so if he doesn't go with Arizona he is going to be in trouble in other words He's going to be sitting in the green room for a long time. And sweating, sweating bullets. You know that the NFL draft only invites 23 players to the green room. (laughs) So he could be sitting there (coughs) at 23. He can be the next Lamar Jackson. Oh, wow. But look what... 
what kind of impact Jackson had with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, oh yeah. That's why I think that that's the direction the NFL is taking right now. That's why I think that Arizona will take him with the number one pick. Okay. Yeah. I just don't see an athlete, uh, a specimen like that, go all the way down well, to their the quarterback, Well, their quarterback that they took last year, first round, you know, you got to know he's feeling the pain right now. He's feeling the pressure. He just fell into a bad situation, you know. Yeah. A changing of the guards, a new general manager, a terrible offensive line. I mean, I believe Josh Allen, and he played for UCLA. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the tools, and yeah, he's I got the he smarts. Too. So I that's th- why I would hate I, to be sitting in his shoes yeah. if they draft Kyler Murray. Well, well, if if they draft Kyler Murray, they are definitely going to train Josh. And and from what I from what I'm hearing, he's going to be traded to the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong, just like everybody else in <laughs> right. any other website, Absolutely. in any other podcast is at this point. Yeah. So that's what we um, are speculating because it's fun. It is fun. It's so much fun. It's it's that what if factor. It, of course. The what if of factor course. is, you know. But what you know, I, what I know, yeah. they know. I know all of the fans of our podcast, you know, they love music and they love sports. And I know right now we have stirred up a hornet's nest. We, we have brought things to attention that probably most of them didn't even think about. Oh, no, or don't have the balls to uh, say don't it. Say, yes, so, yeah. so right now they're going, oh, my gosh, what about Josh Allen? Wow, I didn't know Kyler Murray was being a douchebag. You know, there, there, there's lots of things stirring out there right now. Oh. We got a lot of bands that listen to this podcast while they're out on tour on their tour bus. And they're, and and right they're now, sports fans. Yes, and they're, they're right now they're running up and down the aisles on the tour bus and arguing with each other. Okay. And I love that kind oh, of stuff. How about Kyler Murray to the Dolphins? I can see that. The big number 13. Yeah, I can see that. Well, that wouldn't be too bad. No, but if you go from 1 to 13, that's the difference in probably... $10 million. That's huge. I tell you what, he is not the best player nope. in this draft. He, he may be the best quarterback, yeah. well, but the best player in this draft. Well, what what, what place, uh, what position did uh, Oklahoma come in last year? Uh, they lost the uh, championship against Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, best player. No, in, they didn't. We played Clemson. On the semifinal game, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, we uh, beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, it's always roll, the same four teams. Time. See, why shouldn't it why, be? Why do we waste time talking about any other team <laughs> when, at the end of the year, it's always the same? It's always four Alabama teams. and Clemson's always there. Oh, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, and some other. But then somebody will sneak in. Some, some, some booger, booger eater team. Will sneak yeah, in, right? yeah, well, yeah, because no. you know Alabama is so far. Above everybody else. Oh, I mean, hey, hey, Clemson, uh, they've done well. By let me tell you, you now, know? Clemson. Every time we play Clemson, it petrifies me, because let me tell you, they're well coached, and they will whip your butt if they get a chance. They're they're a strong team, but everybody else, you know, you you, you got all these coaching polls and UPI and all these other mess. You know what? Let's just break it down the way it's going to be. When the season starts, Alabama will be ranked number one again. Of course. Absolutely. And in okay. the season, number one again. So you remember a guy by the name of Queen Ann Williams, defensive tackle? 
I do not. He played for Alabama. Who was it? Quinning Williams. Quinny? Quinning Williams. I don't, I don't Say know. it out loud. Say it. Let me see how it looks. Say it out loud. Quinning Williams. Yes. Yeah. You say Quinny. I don't know a Quinny. Well, that's because I know him personally. <laughs> okay, Quinnin Williams. Okay, yeah. what about him? To me, he's the best player in this draft. Without a doubt. Uh, how many players does Alabama have in the draft? She is a force. How many play, how many players does Alabama have in the draft? Oh, you got to let me do some horrible. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, you know. I don't know either, but I can uh, tell you this: uh -huh. last year, what did we have? Eight. Yeah, we had eight but, in the but draft. See, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. You know. No. So it's, it's going to be interesting. We're going to ask the experts since we are not right. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to have a couple of I think of we them. should take a break and then you should call some of your expert friends and let's get into this debate. Uh, that'll be interesting. Who do you want me to call? I don't know. We'll talk about it while we're on break. Everybody stick around right here with All Access with Roland Roland and Armando Vasquez. All right, welcome back. That was a great segment with Brian Bosarge. I enjoyed that. How about you, brother? He was terrific. You know, you can tell a guy that really loves what he does. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, fans? I want you to be sure you go to deepfrieddraft.com. Because let me tell you something. If you want to know anything about the draft, hey, Brian's the man. I was very, very impressed. I love uh, being able to have... People on our show that know what they're talking about. Well, you know, uh, first of all, kudos to Mr. Lee Shervanian for uh, giving us the recommendation. Oh, you know? uh, Lee Shervanian is like pure gold, man. Uh -huh. So, for was... those of you who don't know, he is, he is an institution in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we just made a phone call uh, casually and talked to him, <laughs> and he gave us three names hey. of people that know. Hey, he is a sports dictionary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Uh, he's uh, um, willing to join us throughout the whole. Uh, Major League Baseball season. Oh, and you know, I am a huge baseball fan. And he's a historian and of you know, baseball. And I, I know, uh, listen, it goes real deep with me and the Cardinals yeah. and me and the Atlanta Braves. It goes real deep. I told him that we're in the middle of the road. Oh. Uh, one side of the road is Kansas City Royals and the <laughs> other side right? is, is the, is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So yeah. he was fascinated by the whole thing. But enough of Lee for right now. Yeah, And you uh, know what? If uh, you're, uh, you're out there listening, you know, I am an avid uh, daily fantasy sports uh, player. And uh, my pick for tomorrow of the next Atlanta game, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's going to be your sleeper of the day on Thursday. You need to pick him up because he is going to be taking the ball down through there. Okay, so you... Trust me. So uh, you and Lee can talk about that when okay. the time comes. We, we, All right. we were talking about the NFL draft, and thank you, uh, Brad, for joining us again. Uh, I, I love his concept, you know, uh, fry food, uh, excellent friendships, and NFL draft. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, sports, music, entertainment. Yep. Uh, he's one of our guys. I think we're going to have him regularly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to bond with him. He, yeah. He was a very good guy, and uh, I just I love the way that everybody played off each other. I think it was great. Yeah, and the three of us being uh, Southern men. Uh, it doesn't get any better than no, that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit more southern than you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, you know. I guess you can say that. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit. A little but, bit more southern. But right? I was in the south for 25 years, and I guess that officially makes me a southern man. Yeah, absolutely. You know? 
Well, let's see where we're at here. We've got the draft coming up Thursday, but before the draft gets here. Next Thursday. The yeah, I know, next Thursday, a week from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But before the draft gets here, we will be having Buck Cherry here in town. And I just got off the phone with uh, Kelly, and uh, he was telling me, he was telling me that, oh, uh, they're in the middle of that. Everybody feels uh, horrible right now, you know. If you think being out on the road on a tour bus is uh, an easy life, trust me, it is not. And, uh, you know, it is a, when I tell you it's a job, for 90 minutes when you're on stage, you're a rock star. For the rest of the time, you're living on the bus in a Petri dish full of germs and, you know, everybody's got their own, uh, you know, space that they want. And so it's tough life. What do you got to tell people all of that, man? Let them think that... It's just such a glamorous life. Oh, yeah, it's everybody glamorous. Wants to it is. Do it. It's glamorous. Okay. It, it is glamorous, you know, when, you, <laughs> when you're on stage. But the truth of the matter <laughs> is uh, when you're on the road for, uh, what, three, four months? Oh, yeah. In a row. Let me I mean, tell you, it will beat you up. Yes, it's not easy. And then yesterday, I had about an hour and a half conversation with Eddie Hedges. Uh, he's the drummer. Uh, he was the drummer for Blessed Union of Soul. Before that, he was the drummer for Belle Biv DeVoe. Now he's the vocalist for the regrouping of Blessed Union of Soul, and it's called Reunion of Souls. And I can tell you, uh, their music, uh, well, you know, you, you got to check them out. Reunion of Souls, go on uh, YouTube, check them out. If they're coming to a city near you, you need to go see them. They are fantastic. Well, I'm pretty sure that we will have them on the oh, show. Oh, absolutely. You'll see Eddie. You'll see CP. Yeah. Uh, you'll see Tony, and uh, you'll see Jeff, and you'll really, uh, th these guys are great guys, and we're going to have them on the show real, real soon. Yeah, and uh, it was just a pleasure uh, uh, doing this show tonight, live from Springfield, uh, right next to you again, reminding people that we are together now. Hey, coming from the Liquid Nitro studio, <laughs> I want Vince Carloni to hear that because we're about to pick up uh, Liquid Nitro as a sponsor. You know, we have several sponsors, but Liquid Nitro, let me tell you, I go back many, many years with this guy, and uh, he's a class act. Well, we need some more of that nitro, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Liquid Nitro, we're gonna try to get it in this area here in the Midwest. Uh, you know, I've had it all down in St. Thomas. It's it's all over the country, but it's not here in Springfield. And I think, uh, Armando, I think you and I are going to bring it here to Springfield. Well, thank you to Anchor for sponsoring us as well. Thank yep. you to uh, Mexican Restaurant in Liberty La Costa for sponsoring us as well. Right, and uh, uh, the Leukemia Foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely, and St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Thank you so much. And uh, we, uh, we need your support, so this uh, podcast, All Access, keeps on growing just like our love yeah absolutely so listen if you're listening to this podcast be sure you share it on your facebook page uh share it on your friends share it in your group pages that you're on uh it's free to share it's free to listen to uh if you love it if you want to kick a little coin uh by uh hitting the sponsor button a little coin yeah a little coin we'd love to have you so we can because we donate to several charities and, uh, you know, this is Armando and I's way of giving back to the community. But you sell yourself too short sometimes. Hey, am I selling myself short? I'm with coins. I mean, come on. Well, hey, man, I know some coins that are worth millions of dollars. So well, how mean, are you trying to look at it? Oh, you're talking about those kind of coins? I'm talking about, you know, whatever you got, man. Right. You know, we, we, we would love to have, uh, you know, we'll love anything you give us, even if it jingles. But we'd rather have the kind that folds. But we'll take either. Take either or. But for right now, we really thank everybody for listening and 
to our sponsors that we have right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back soon. We have two more uh, NFL draft experts. We got the Bug Sherry Show, where we will be behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. With that's going to be that's gonna be an amazing show. And that's uh, one of uh, our shows that we can say is um, an R-rated show. Yeah, it's on the 23rd. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's not, not, for, it's not uh, for everybody. Uh, six days from now. Yeah, six days from now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so today is Wednesday, so it'll be next Tuesday. So pick up your guitar and play, and stay yeah. tuned to All Access. Roland, you're yeah. fantastic. And you are too, Armando. Listen, we love you guys. We will catch you back here on the next episode of All Access with Roland Roland and Armando Vasquez. Good night.